We have been talking about noticing the unnoticed, literally trying to be the church, trying to um, love like Jesus loved. And last week we talked about um, the marginalized, the people that have in our own life that we have set over to the side or that are over to the side and we're not, not paying attention. Or maybe you feel marginalized. You feel like that you're, you're kind of at a position where you're not being heard, you're not being noticed. We started last week and looked at the first point of how to um, really break through this barrier of being marginalized. And I had somebody run me down after service Sunday and said, yeah, well, I wanted step two. Well, I'm going to warn you, I'm not even going to get to step two today. I'm going to stick with step one just a little bit longer um, because it's so important. If y'all have got your Bibles or your whatever phones, whatever you've got to do, turn to Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20, verse 30. Matthew chapter 20, verse 30. And let's please not be in a hurry, but can you please ask the Lord to speak to you this morning? The point of today is for us to come together, to be in agreement, to worship the Lord really at a level that we can't worship on our own. I want you to know that one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000. There is purpose for us getting together. But it's also to be able to hear God's word, to be able to hear God's voice through, through the pastor or through your Sunday school teacher or through the body. You know, hopefully we're reading the word through the week, we're worshiping through the week, but then we get together and experience testimonies and things that we're going through in circumstances, I believe, in order to encourage us to be able to get through what we're going through. There is purpose for church. So part of that right now is for you to hear God. I'm believing that we're going to hear God this morning. We're going to hear it through his word. Amen. Matthew chapter 20, verse 30. Let's just dive in. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Let's pause just a second. Number one, we're not Jesus, right? Maybe you would consider yourself to be the blind man, but for the most part, we are the crowd, right? We're not Jesus, possibly not the blind person. Maybe you are, but in most of our circumstances, we're the crowd. So put yourself in, the, in these shoes. They're yelling. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Verse 34, Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and they followed him. Now, I, I brought up last week, and I'm going to say it again. In this scripture here, be looking for five verbs. He heard, he stopped, he looked, he asked, and he touched in just what I in what little I just read, those five verbs that Jesus did, that's what we're going to be walking through. But such a powerful um, scripture, um, and from it we get five principles, at least five principles. But I, that I think that so many times we will overlook. However, it is so essential. Let's just dive back into number one. Number one, you must listen. Thank you. Listen for clues that people are in pain. Church, don't get in a hurry this morning. Slow down just a second. 
Listen for clues. In order to listen, you have to stop doing what you're doing. You have to stop thinking what you're thinking. How many of you know you can have a conversation that you don't hear? And it's only you and one other person. I told you all the story about uh, um, Shirley Vinkentraman, and she was talking to me, and I did not hear a word she said, even though I was looking at her, and it was just me and her. And I did not hear her until I heard something that I needed to do, and I'm like, uh-oh, stop, what? What'd you say? What was it that you need me to do? Because I wasn't listening. It was embarrassing. But hold on. My mind was somewhere else. Can anyone relate? So listen for clues. Love always starts with listening. Listen for clues that are in pain. And as I mentioned earlier, and I will tell you, people are in pain all around us. They're everywhere, every place, every day. They're all everywhere we go, but we just don't notice it because we are in our own little world. You're doing your errands, you're doing your jobs, you're going to the places, you're, you're going to where you need to go, you're seeing the people that you need to see, and you are not tuned into the fact that people are in pain. And the reason that we don't notice is because they are not the center of our attention. They're on the peripheral. They're on the edges. They're marginalized. Because you can't keep everyone in the center of your life. You can't. So things get pushed to the sidelines. But if you remember, when I read the scripture, do you remember where the two blind guys were located? They were on the side of the road. They weren't in the middle. They were on the side of the road. Jesus is walking through town, huge crowd. He is the center of attention. Everybody's following him. And these guys are not in the center. They're over on the side. They're, they're uh, marginalized. Why? Why are they on the side? We only have one description of them other than that they were shouting. But why were they on the side? They were blind. You know, I, th I think that we would think that we are a little bit more politically correct today, but we're not. Nothing is different. It is just the same. And they're on the side. Jesus is walking by. And what do they do? They shout. And what does the people say? Be quiet. We got the story? They're marginalized. To get Jesus' attention, they yell. And what do they yell? They yell, Lord, have mercy on us. And the people try to shame them. They rebuke them. They criticize them. Hey, you guys, shut up. You're rude. You're being rude. Let Jesus do his thing. It says the two blind guys didn't shut up. They shouted louder. Shame didn't stop them. The social pressure didn't stop them. They kept shouting. Why? Because they're in pain. They're in pain. 
That's what's happening in our society right now. Millions of people sitting on the roadside and they feel marginalized. They're not the center of attention anymore. Their job, is shipped, their job has been shipped off to some other country, to some robot or some technology. They're not trained right. Millions of people are marginalized because of their skin color, because of their gender. They feel like they're too old or they're too young. No matter what, I'm getting pushed out. And people are passing them by. Society continues to trample on them. And it feels a lot like this scripture in Job. Job chapter 19 verse 7 says, Though I cry, I've been wronged, I get no response. Though I call for help, there is no justice. Does anybody here feel like that no matter how loud you cry, nobody hears? Okay, it's real, isn't it? I want to also encourage you to let you know anger is on the rise in our society. And there is all kinds of shouting on the rise in our society. Just like these two guys that have pain, they're blind, they can't see and they're scared. They want their sight, so they're shouting. And people around them are saying, hey, don't do that. Be cool. But they shout even more. People today are shouting. We see on the news, even this week, protesters shouting all you got to do is watch politics and both sides are shouting it's nuts people are in pain and we hear from both sides hey don't rock the boat hey quit shouting how does that work when you tell someone shouting to quit shouting doesn't work they can't hear you because they're shouting I, I wish I were joking but when someone's shouting you cannot get them to hear you they're shouting and they get louder Also, even in the, in the realm of sexual harassment, there have been so many situations where women have felt like they couldn't say anything because the crowd would say, keep that quiet. Don't rock the boat. Don't mess anything up. But have you noticed that when one gets heard, more starts speaking? When one, when one gets listened to, others begin to get free. All through society, this group shouting, that group shouting. Everybody's shouting. Everybody's in pain. Have you ever been in a meeting at, at work and you're in a committee meeting or a board meeting or a group meeting or team meeting or whatever and people begin to disagree and it gets tense? I'm just going to say this just to, to lighten things up a bit. They used to call, they probably do still call these, but they used to call my staff meetings staff beatings. hurt my feelings so bad I thought they were so good isn't that just the way that goes person leading the meeting thinks they're awesome everybody else thinks shut up (laughs) I can receive that because you've not been in that meeting so okay But when, when disagreement happens, it gets awkward. And we've, a new expression has been coined over our church, and I believe Brandon Gross coined this expression. I'm going to give him credit for it. But we do awkward well. 
I really don't mind awkward. Sometimes you need to let things get awkward to be able to get to the point of what needs to happen. We need to slow down and just listen for a second. But do you know normally when you're in these business meetings or you're in meetings that tensions are rising high, it's usually not over the difference. It's over someone feeling like they don't have a voice. Listen to me, church. We can get, we can get through our differences. It's funny. I honestly don't mind disagreement. What I do mind is that we can't make a decision. That's something I can't deal with. We have to make a decision, but can we go ahead and just disagree and just talk this out? I had a discussion, I, Nolan, I'm gonna point you out. We t- I can't remember what we were talking about, but Nolan just finally said, can we be okay just to disagree? Do you remember? You don't remember? Good. Because it's, yes, of course we can. We've got to be able to see things differently. In order to get what it is that God's doing, he brings us all together. You know why marriage is so good? is because y'all are so opposite of each other. Me and Elizabeth are so opposite. But I'm not capable of getting where I need to go without her. We're not capable of doing what God calls us to do as a church without each other. Why? Because you're going to see it differently. You're going to see it from a perspective that somebody's blind on the side of the road is going to see it from the same way. Hey, but you said they're blind. Yes, but they are seeing. They're just seeing with a different perspective. That's why we need each other. When tensions arise, it's because they feel like they don't have a voice. We've got to allow people to have a voice in order to work out our differences. Not say, hey, y'all shut up. No, hey, what's really wrong? Um, What was your expression from... um, Aces, it, um, it's not what happened to you. Uh, not what's wrong with you, what happened to you. So many times we have people in pain come to us and what we want to do is just say, what's wrong with you? Meaning, you're not acting right. You need to suck it up, bite your lip and get back to work. White knuckle this sucker. And you know what? Most of the things we're going through can't be white knuckled. Do y'all know what that means? gripping and hanging on with all that you've got have you ever water skied and had the person tell you hey don't let go of the rope (laughs) anyone that's been water skiing that's always the joke and they don't tell you until afterward you've tried to hold on you're just getting dragged behind the boat let go of the rope things will go better for you just let go but we try to white knuckle this thing and instead of saying to you you come justin comes to me hurting and instead of me saying what's wrong with you why'd you act like that that was just terrible What happened? And it opens my ears to be able to hear what's being said. It also opens his. Sometimes we start talking about these things and realize, you know what, that's not that big of a deal. I think we really can work through it. Once I said it out loud and I heard it, that's just, we can do this. But what happened? Coming to the blind people, Jesus just finally stopped and said, I hear you're shouting. What happened? What do you want? What are you looking for? How can I help you? The Bible says in eight, uh, Psalm 18, verse uh, 16, Psalm 18, verse 6, it says, In my distress, I cried out to the Lord and I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary and my cry reached his ears. You may be those two blind guys shouting and crying. I want you to know God hears you. If no one else is hearing you, 
God hears you. But one of the things that we must learn as a church and as a Christ follower is to stop shoving people to the side and slow down enough to say, I hear you. Let's talk about what's going on with you because I know that the shouting is probably not exactly what you're trying to say. They're screaming, Lord, have mercy on us, but that's not what they're asking for. They're asking for a voice with the Lord to say, will you please heal my sight? Will you please help me walk through this with my child? Will you please help me walk through the sickness that I'm going through? Would you please help me with the boss that I have to work with? Would you please help me with my marriage that I can't seem to get right? Would you please help me with this other thing that's going on? My life is falling apart. I can't hold things up any longer. Do you hear that? The shouting is not the point. We must take the time to get to the point. There are people sitting next to you that are shouting. And all it takes is a moment. You know, so many things can normally get worked out in that first discussion. Now, we see in so many other things we need to walk and walk that extra mile. We're going to see this through Scripture about how to continue to walk this thing out. But most of the time, all someone needs is your ear. Why? Because the Spirit of God is in you. What you don't realize is that when you respond, you're responding as though Jesus is there. You're being Jesus just by shutting your own mouth and being in the room to hear what they're saying. I think we have no idea the power that's in us just by pausing. Because in my natural state, there is no pause button. I don't have one. I only have one because the Lord is in me. The only way I can stop me from being completely selfish is because of God. Not because I'm a bad person, I'm flesh. If allowed to just let my flesh run, I am going to be all about my flesh. But because the power of God is in me, I can put that aside and stop for a moment and allow that person to be able to have a voice. The starting point, if you're ever going to learn how to love, if you're ever going to learn how to love your wife, your husband, your children, or anyone, you've got to be able to listen past the shouting and hear the pain. When you don't do that, you end up arguing about the peripherals. How many of you know, I, I can tell you there's so many, I would say almost every blow up that I've had in my marriage have been on the external stupid stuff. It's not been on the meaty stuff that really matters. Why? Because when we get to the meaty stuff, we slow down. We recognize the magnitude and we work together. It's when these things on the outside, when we feel like we don't have a voice with each other. There have been several times, and I'm just, my wife's not here, but I've had several times recently when I've had to say to her, you're not hearing what I'm saying. You're hearing what you're wanting to hear, but you're not hearing what I'm saying. 
She thinks I'm coming at it in a way to attack. And I'm like, wait, that's not what I'm saying. That's what you're hearing. Now, she's not here to defend herself. She's the great listener. I'm not. But, there, but I'm telling you, I can still be the, guy, the blind guys. We all have those moments. I can tell you the way that I can learn how to help someone else is to go and look how someone modeled helping me. They stopped what they were doing in their life and they poured into me. And it didn't, nowhere does it say, you've got to go now spend your entire life with that person. Scripture doesn't say that. Jesus did not now spend his entire life with the two blind guys. Do you hear me? That's not what the Lord's asking you to do, to completely give up everything to go, to go and handle these, this one situation. No. He just says, be me in that situation. What did I do in that situation? Be me. Are you a Christ follower? Then we're supposed to be Jesus. Pastor, that's impossible. No, it isn't. That's why he left. It's so that we could be him. Now, I'm not Jesus, but I have Jesus in me. And his words can come out of me. His power can come out of me. But it's still all his power. It's not me. Anybody knows me. Knows it's not me. Justin smiles because I know he knows it's Jesus if I slow down long enough to listen to somebody talk. We know each other well enough. Jesus in you. Look at me, church. If you've received Christ as your Lord and Savior, Jesus is is in you. He, t- he told me <laughs> through his word. Jesus told me because the Bible told me so. Jesus told me that if I interact with two blind people marginalized on the side of the road, I can have the same impact that he had and more. That's what he told me. So, when I'm walking along the road and people are shouting, I want to encourage you. The Lord does not say, end your life and just go pour out into them the rest of your life. That's not what he said. Stop and listen. Step one, I want you to know this world will change if you will allow Jesus to be Jesus in you. Our world will change. If you will allow yourself to listen and to pause. I believe that we're going to see as we go on through these steps, you're not going to lose time. You're going to gain time. You're going to become more productive. You're going to become more strong. You're You're going to be able to work out your time so much better because Jesus is going to be in charge of your time, not you. And even though I'm a time management freak, Jesus is so much better. I have such a problem with time. Just look around. I have time all over me. Anywhere I look, I got clocks going in every area. You just don't see them. But if you turn around, I got something telling me you're over on time. It's green. That means I'm still good. We all say Jesus is in me. Do you believe it? then when you go out of here, I want you to know you are going to have an encounter this week with someone in pain. Be Jesus. Okay, Lord, 
don't really know how to handle this, great. Then just be quiet and be there. And listen for me to speak to you. I believe, I believe the Lord is speaking to you this morning. Just be quiet and listen, and I'll speak to you. Be quiet and listen, and I'll speak to you. Just be patient. And if, if, if you're stuck, just love. How can you love this person right here? You can love them by giving, you, giving them your attention. Do you know what's the most valuable thing you have to give? It's your time. It's the most valuable thing you can give. And I will tell you, if you sow time, you'll reap time. Do you hear me? God is a God of seed, time, and harvest. You will reap what you sow. And if you sow time into people, you will reap time. If you sow money, you will reap money. If you sow mercy, you will reap mercy. If you sow judgment, you will reap judgment. If you sow bad words toward people, you will reap bad words towards you. Go read. Go read what God says. So let's sow listening. You want to be heard? Listen. You're having trouble letting your voice be heard? Listen. All right, y'all stand up with me. Let me pray for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Sit back down. I'm still going to pray. Oh, don't y'all just love church? One of you do. Good. Father God, bless this morning. I just ask that this, this message will just get in. And Lord, it's just about you walking Someone shouting, the crowd saying one thing, but you didn't follow the crowd. Jesus, you were Jesus. And your word shows us that when people cry, you hear. Lord, help us to hear the cries. Help us to act like we have Jesus in us. Because we do. Help us to slow down and hear. God, help us to continue to walk through these steps and learn how to love. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.